Welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host, Maddie Marie. Welcome back to another episode of the By Maddie Marie podcast. I miss you guys. I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, the agenda for today is we're going to go over my magic moments with Mad Dog. We're going to catch up. I've got like three things to say. And then this week's episode is focused on not living for the weekend. So we're going to kind of dive into that because... It came up this week, and I figured that was a great topic since it's still the beginning of the year, and we shouldn't be living like that. So to kick it off with the magic moments with Mad Dog, the first one is I signed Romy up for soccer. I am so excited. First of all, that she like she's only three, so I just now learned that you can sign your three-year-old up for soccer because for a while I thought it was only four and up. So I thought she was going to have to wait another year. And she literally loves soccer. She's going to be so excited. And can you imagine her in little pink cleats and some pink shin guards with cute little hairdos? I'm so excited. She's going to be the cutest soccer player on the field. And I get to be a soccer mom. So freaking watch. Watch that. That's about to be so fun. And I'm stoked. So she's actually in a league. And... It's kind of intense for a three-year-old, but we're doing the damn thing. So, I'm excited. That's my first one. The second one is Legos. So, Hunter's birthday was last week, and I had wanted to get him the Porsche 911 Lego set, but literally everywhere I looked, it was out of stock. Like, I literally couldn't find it. I looked on Lego's website, and it's literally... Like, you have to sign up for an email for when it gets back in stock. It's literally gone everywhere. And I even checked on Target's website, and Target was out of stock, Walmart out of stock, everywhere, right? So, randomly, I still wanted to get him Legos because that's, like, his favorite thing to do right now. And I was like, okay, I'll just go pick out a set at Target. So, I go to Target, and there is a Porsche 911 Lego set just calling my name. So, obviously, I had to get that for him, and his birthday was last Tuesday, and it was seriously so fun to see him excited about everything, and we also set up balloons, so back to Hunter's birthday, we also set up balloons for him, balloons are like my favorite thing ever, and we got some super cutie pictures, so I'll post those, but I loved it, I'm so stoked that he, and he finished it, he finished the Porsche 911 Lego set a couple days ago. And it is freaking badass. So maybe I'll post a picture of that. I did the orchid. And it's even got like a pot you can build out of Legos. So that was really fun. And I love it. We've got another Lego date scheduled already on the books. So I'm stoked. That's my other magic moment. We have rather enjoyed doing Legos together. And this weekend was just super fun. Um, Especially since you got to finish it. But catching up, again, last week was H's birthday, and Romy's been pretty into birthdays right now because she just turned three um, almost a month ago, and 
So then H's birthday was right next. And then my dad's birthday is next. And then it's my birthday. So she keeps going through the list. Hunton's birthday, Papa's birthday, Mama's birthday. She's so excited. She loves it. Any reason to have presents to unwrap, honestly. And she's she's ecstatic. So that's really fun. It's pretty, I love birthdays. So I'm pretty stoked that she's pretty stoked, you know? Um, but to catch up on what I've been reading, so I am book clubbing the Throne of Glass series with a couple girls from work and I'm not going to lie, Throne of Glass, so the way that we're reading it is Throne of Glass was the first book. I know there's a few different ways, a few different iterations of how to do it. We are doing the tandem read for book six and seven. I'm literally scared for that, but we'll get there when we get there. You know, we'll cross that bridge with my head held high when I have to. But I finished Throne of Glass and literally it didn't get good until the very last like 15% of the book. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was just kind of slow. And I was not expecting that style after reading the Akatar series, which is by the same author. So it did pick up and I am actually pretty into the second book. I just started it yesterday and it is good we're reading crown of midnight next so it's good got entertaining throne of glass got entertaining at the end but i'm pushing through it because i've heard this series is like really really good and i really want to do the whole sjm universe you know so i've got to do it and i literally already bought all the books so i'm pretty much locked in and i'm book clubbing it so i'm definitely locked in um but i'm excited to see like how it progresses and why I'm excited to, like, get to the fourth one because that one's the Assassin's Blade or whatever it's called, and some people read that first. So I'm excited to see, like, how that one's written versus Throne of Glass and if we started with, like, the slowest of them, you know? Anyways, that's exciting. Also, on the new movie note, we went and saw The Beekeeper, which I'm pretty sure I touched on this last week. Actually, I know I did, and it was really good. But we also watched Wish. And I was really skeptical at first, okay? I did not think that Wish would be that good. And we watched it, and now I literally added the song to my playlist for February. And I think it's so cute. So I do need to, like, sit down and actually pay attention to the whole movie because I've yet to do that. But every single part that I've seen, which we saw most of it the first time we watched it, so good. So cutie. But let's dive in because, okay... So, this episode is coming to fruition because in passing this past week, I heard someone say something along the lines of how they just have to make it through the week so that they can have their weekend before it's ruined again by work next Monday. And quite frankly, I think that's a shitty way to live. I think so many people are literally just on like cruise control for their lives and it baffles me. Because then you hear these people complain that they don't like their life. And you're like, well, duh. What are you doing about it? And they have nothing to say. So I think it's obviously easier said than done. But I do think that there are certain changes that can be made where you are able to enjoy more of your week. And your whole life. Rather than just a percentage. Just by living and thriving for like certain days, you know. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big supporter in, like, having fun and 
like actually looking forward to your weekend but there's a difference between like dreading Monday through Friday and then only being happy Saturday Sunday you know so I do think it's important to utilize your weekends I do love a good Sunday reset and relaxation session but you should also be able to relax on like a random Wednesday and be happy and content without having to pull your hair out about work or life or stress or whatever's like going on you know So first we're going to talk about why we have this mentality and then we're going to talk about a few changes you can make to start being happier overall. So the first section of this is why do we even have this mentality? Why do we think this way? I think it's become so like social norm that you just have a nine to five, you go to work and then who knows, like you come home, you watch TV, you make dinner, you clean up dinner and then you go to bed and then you do it all the next day. And you're just kind of in cruise control. You're kind of in like, yep, this is how it goes every single day. There's nothing I can do about it. When in reality, there is. And if you don't like it, like it's literally your own fault. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people are stuck on going through the motions rather than living an intentional life. And I was one of these people up until last year. Okay. I was very much so... I just need to get through today, like, I just need to, that's basically it, I was just trying to survive for the day, you know, and I cannot even comprehend how I survived like that now, because I truly love my life so much, and I love the people in my life so much, that I cannot even remember, like, what was going through my brain, that thought it was just like, yeah, you're supposed to be miserable, obviously not, dude, the universe I've said this before and I'll say it till I die. The universe wants to see you succeed and it wants to see you be happy. You just have to feed it the mindset of growth and positivity and worthiness of actually like doing something with your life. If you're sitting there moping and complaining, like, sorry, you're not going to just get shit handed to you on a silver platter. Like life is actually hard work. And once you grow up and can kind of recognize that, It's a little bit easier to have this conversation because then you're in the mindset of, well, I do want to have a better life. I just don't know where to start, you know? Um, But I do also think that we have this mentality from harboring negative feelings and not managing your stress well. If you take home stress to work, work is going to get more stressful. If you take work stress home, home is going to get more stressful. I feel like that's common sense. And... On the other note, like harboring negative feelings, holding grudges, being petty, constantly have this shit in your brain, that is such a weight on your shoulders. And I honestly cannot comprehend how people have that mindset. How do you remember what happened in 2012 at 9 p.m. with your ex-girlfriend's freaking brother-in-law? Like, that's so random. But I don't understand. Like, first of all, I can't even remember enough, you know? And the things that do need to be remembered, I obviously will. And I'm not saying, like, oh, you just need to, like, forgive everyone and be happy all the time. Obviously not. Obviously, there's a time and place. There's certain disrespect that doesn't need to be overlooked, you know? But I think that's different than consistently gossiping or being a petty person being petty is seriously like grow up I do not understand why people are like well so-and-so did this to me like three weeks ago so I have to get back at them 
grow up. You're literally not four. Like, Romy doesn't even do that shit. Okay? Come on. You're better than that. It just blows my mind that people think that way. Anyways, you simply cannot be happy. You cannot be thriving. You cannot be enjoying the now while simultaneously holding grudges and being negative. If you're holding a grudge, you're living in the past. Okay? Get over it. You simply cannot live in the now if you're holding a grudge because you're holding on to something that already happened. Obviously, again, I'll say it again. I'm not telling you to just let it go and get over it. But like at some point, you have to know where to draw the line for your boundaries, whether that is getting over it or whether that is cutting someone off that needs to be cut off. There obviously has to be something set up. So there's step one to how to make changes today to start having a happier week and life as a whole. Set some damn boundaries. You've heard me say this time and time again. I'm an avid believer in having firm set boundaries and lines that you do not cross. I think the hardest part about boundaries is actually upholding them. You know, you can talk till you're blue in the face. You can talk to a freaking brick wall and say you're going to do all these things, but then you're not going to actually do them, which first of all is an extreme lack of discipline. If you want to go anywhere in life, you have to start doing the shit you're going to, you say you're going to do. If you tell yourself you're going to get up early and you're going to go work out, get your ass up early and go work out. It's not like, yeah, that's hard. I don't like getting up early. Don't get me wrong. But it's hard to grow, but it's harder to stay the same, right? Next year, in exactly one year from now, you don't want to be in the same position you are now. You don't. Everyone has room to grow. Everyone has room to improve. And it's just about accepting that. So first thing you can do to change is set some hard firm boundaries that you're actually going to uphold and get like keep yourself accountable to it. The next one, which you guys hear me say basically every single week, is gratitude journal. Practicing gratitude every single day, whether you journal or whether you verbalize it throughout the day, will always be my first advice to anyone who's like, I don't know, I'm just not happy. I just don't know how to get there. You know, I just don't know what to do. Are you being grateful? Because when you're grateful, you attract more that you're grateful for, right? You're not going to be like, oh, I'm grateful, and then have a freaking shit storm of events happen. I mean, you might, but it's an anomaly, okay? When you're grateful, you start attracting things, or and you just start to notice all the little things that you've been taking for granted that you're actually grateful for. So that's always my first advice. Even in a shitty situation, there are things to be grateful for, so... Start looking at the positive, start flipping the situation, start dissecting your experiences in an out-of-body third-person view. That is the easiest way for me to point out everything that I'm grateful for. Like, I like to, in my brain, at the end of the day, I'll go through my day and, like, watch myself go through all the events of the day in my brain. And it's easier to say, like, for example, I got divorced last year. That's a shitty situation. However, I can literally look at the facts. I can scroll through my camera roll. I can see the change in Romy and just understand that like, yeah, it was a shitty situation, but I came up so great, right? So much happier. I can actually visibly remember the freaking 180 that everything happened. And there's so much to be grateful for. There are so many lessons that I learned that I wouldn't have learned any other way, which is another thing 
about gratitude, this I think, okay, these don't go hand in hand, but they can go hand in hand. So hear me out. I think you need to stop regretting decisions that you've made. I do understand if it's like a really shitty situation and you shouldn't have done it, you know, that's different. But like, I cannot regret getting married and having Romy and being married and living through literal shit. And because I'm here and I'm now and I've survived it and I've thrived out of it. You know, everything that has happened to you, everything you've decided has led you to where you are right now. And you are the one who's choosing to make it a miserable situation rather than being like, damn, dude, I'm proud of myself for how far I've come. I might not be where I want to be, but I can be someday. So start changing. And there's another piece of advice. Start changing the way that you talk to yourself. I think oftentimes, which someone was just telling me that they were telling someone that they wanted to have their dream car and that they were going to make it happen, right? And they're like, no, you won't. No, you won't. And I think we're so quick to snap to, that's unrealistic, set better goals. You're not going to actually do that, right? We're so quick to the negative side effects because it's so much easier to remember failures than successes. But I think that's why it's important to start with focusing on what you're grateful for every day because you'll start to recognize those little wins and those little successes that actually add up to be a lot more than you think they are. Next tip is to fill your own cup first because you know how when you're on an airplane and the flight attendants tell all the mothers to put their mask on first, you cannot help others successfully before you help yourself without putting yourself at risk, right? If you put your child's oxygen mask on first, Because they're simply incapable. They can't reach it. Who knows, you know? Maybe you won't have the consciousness to put your own on. And then what did you do, right? Like that is a worse disaster than taking two seconds to fill your own cup and make sure that you're okay before checking every single other person's boxes. I think it's the same with like in in a... Wow. If I could speak... In an emotional situation, your emotional health left unattended has the potential to be a very quick, very messy downward spiral. You need to start like actively paying attention to the content you consume, the things that your freaking little voice inside your head is saying, the way you talk to yourself, the people you surround yourself with. How do they talk about themselves? How do they talk about you? And I think it's easy to get caught up in, well, I've been around these people my whole life, right? My family or my closest friends that have been there since fucking second grade. Who knows? You don't have to keep people around if they're making you miserable. And I had to learn that lesson last year when I got a divorce. I had to learn that lesson while I was married. And that was a crazy concept for me because growing up, we would always do family dinner. We would always do the shit that we were invited to. Like you can actually say no if it is going to harm your mental health. So remember to fill your own cup. I think it's important to like, some people are going to say this is selfish, but I think it's stupid. I think it is important to focus on yourself before you focus on someone else. And I think that changes depending on where your relationship's at, where like parenting even can change it. 
So I think it's important to recognize when it's important to put yourself completely first and when it's important to, you know, give a little. Anyways, the next one we've kind of already chatted about, but I do think that gossiping is the biggest waste of time. I think unless you're having a constructive conversation and you actually anticipate like wanting to help someone better their lives and shit like that, like I think gossiping and holding grudges, that type of behavior, first of all, grow up. You're not in high school. You're not 12 anymore. There's no reason to be so hyper-focused on it. Every single person has bad days. You do it. And does everyone hold all your shit against you? If the answer is yes to that question, you need a different circle of people in your life. And if the answer is no, then why are you going to hold a grudge, right? Every single person deserves a little bit of grace, okay? Regardless of the way they talk. Obviously, if someone's being malicious, agreed. Cut them off. Do what you got to do. You don't need to tolerate disrespect consistently. But you do need to have some grace for everyone because you should be able to give yourself the same grace, right? And... I think there is a difference between constructive conversations that are not necessarily positive. I grew up on some negative reinforcement and I think I still function that way. But I think it's important to actually be able to quantify and look at the situation and be like, yes, this conversation is helping us. Or no, you're just droning on and it's actually just bringing the whole vibe down, you know? The next tip is making plans. So I'm an avid Google Calendar user. If you use Apple Calendar, please grow up. Please grow up. You literally can't even see your plans. It's just got a dot under it. You like, oh God, that's a conversation for another time. Don't use Apple. Use freaking Google. And then everything can be the same. You can log on literally on any device onto your Google account and have your calendar. Okay, and their app is so easy to use and everything can be color coordinated. Just hear me out. Get a get a Google Calendar and use it. But I strongly believe in scheduling your fun time. Whether that's taking yourself out, taking someone else out, spending time with your family, being intentional about like scheduling when you're cleaning. I think it's important to upkeep and maintain a clean environment. Because your environment directly reflects your freaking mental health. I promise you, if you are living in chaos, your brain and your emotions are probably chaos. So I think it's important to schedule time in. I already told you, I'm an avid Google Calendar user. If it is not on my calendar, I will not remember. I will not do it. So everything has a color and everything has a time that it's going to happen. Start scheduling in your chores, start scheduling in your fun, start scheduling in your work and your after work activities and everything that you do on a regular basis should have a home there. Anyways, give yourself something to look forward to when you do that, you know, schedule in your fun time, schedule in the things that are going to make you happy and make you feel good. The last part of tips and tricks of how to make changes to start being happier is enjoying your own company. So story time, flashback to last year at this time, right? I was single and I was, that's the first time I'd been single in like a pretty long time. And I was never comfortable 
before last year being by myself. And last year, something in my brain clicked where I realized I've got to learn to be comfy with myself because how else am I going to, like, I'm with me all the time, you know? How else are you going to survive if you hate your own company? Um, so when I was single all of last year, not all of last year, but um, during the summer, I guess, I would take myself out. I would go to dinner. I would go to the movies. The movies were honestly my favorite because I have the Megaplex pass, which gives you two tickets a month that don't roll over. So you have to use them within the calendar month or like your billing period. And I would take myself to two movies a month and or even I would set up a little bed in the back of my car and I would just go park and watch the sunset. Which is like a free option if you're going to throw a tantrum that I'm taking myself out to dinner in a movie because you don't want to spend money on yourself. Which that's a whole nother like messed up mentality because you don't have to give everything to everyone else all the time. But again, that's a whole nother conversation for another time. And I would just chill with myself and I would I would get one of two responses. I'd either get, wow, I want to be able to do this. I want to be comfy taking myself out and being alone and doing it in public, right? Like it's weird to walk in somewhere by yourself and order a meal by yourself or sit in a movie theater alone, right? Like those are common things that you do with other people. Those are common dates. But I think you should be able to take yourself on a date or... I would get shit like, oh my god, I cannot believe you'd post that you didn't have company. Or, I cannot believe like you're actually out doing stuff by yourself. Which is literally crazy to me. Because how are people baffled that I actually enjoy my own company? First of all, I'm not going to beg someone to spend time with me. So... I don't have to beg myself, right? You know, you're always with yourself, which is also why flashing back to the first tip and trick, it's important to make sure you're speaking to yourself kindly because you're obviously not going to want to take yourself out if you don't like how you talk to yourself or if you speak so negatively about yourself that it's actually impacting things that you can't even consciously comprehend. Like if you have such a negative perception of yourself, that goes so deep that you can look in the mirror and you can be like, oh yeah, I look hot today, but still hate yourself. So you need to work on like subconscious beliefs to be able to fully unlock enjoying your own company. And I think this is a key factor in being happy and being content because you cannot allow your happiness to be completely dependent on someone or something outside of yourself. Nothing is 100% dependable. Like, you literally cannot guarantee the outcome of what any single other person is going to do. You can't even guarantee the outcome of shit that you're going to do. But at least you can own up to and control your own actions. And if you're doing your best every day, remind you, doing your best looks different every day. But if you are actually doing your best every single day, there's no reason to regret the decisions that you've made. There's no reason to be disappointed in the end of the day. There's no reason to even stress about like your character if you are trying your best all the time. And I think that stems from social media. I think a lot of issues that people have with themselves stem from social media or I don't know, just toxic environments. Like I said, take time to make sure your environment is healthy and clean. 
But that is just my reminder. Stop giving every single other person power over you. You can't blame your situation on anyone but yourself. You cannot blame the freaking opportunities or lack thereof on anyone but yourself. There's someone, so I rather enjoy my job, right? And someone reached out to me and was like, what do you do? Like, how do I get to do it? And you can't. My First of all, it's not hiring, and nor would they hire someone outside of who has been already working at my company. And it's just, like, baffling to me that, and someone brought this up too, that people are just graduating college and, like, expecting to make a certain amount of money with no experience. They just have schooling and nothing else, right? And it's baffling to me how entitled people are and how you are just expecting everyone to hand you the shit that you want. No one is going to give you what you want. No one is able to hand you on a silver platter all your hopes and dreams. If you have a dream, get your ass working on it, dude. And anyways, this is such a tangent. That's a conversation for another time as well. But... I hope you took notes and I hope you can start implementing these few tips and tricks that I have for living a better and happier life. And I will talk to you guys next week. Happy Taco Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. As always, You can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to y'all next week.